Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Ever. Never. (laughs) We may miss a day. We may miss a day. Like We're a day off this week, but we never miss a week. We're recording this week on Monday, Labor Day, but um, in the future, we will only record on Fridays. <laughs> Temporarily. Wait, Friday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Now, are we going to skip a week, or are we going to start this Friday? Well, it's up to you. I'm, I can start this Friday if you can start this Friday. I can't. I have a, <laughs> I have a psychiatry appointment. Oh, Lord knows you need to go to that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that, that these shows are very time. therapeutic, but let me see what time that's at. Hold on, this is obviously getting kicked out of the show. Yeah. Well, look, we could do it, but I have to. It have to be a short episode. We couldn't. We couldn't do after breakfast. You just let me know. I. Pro- I mean, I don't have any stories anymore. That's not a life I live. I don't know why I do the show anymore, Joey. Oh, I like catching up with you, but then I don't know. What's the point of this? What's the point of anything? I don't know. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. Maybe I need to go to therapy. I hear music, but I don't understand the joke yet. What's going on, Mike? Why? why catching why you, up tagline. Why? Why are you <laughs> feeling this way? I don't know. I just feel like this. The show has sort of become a chore, and like I certainly enjoy catching up with you. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, and I feel like we only talk when we're recording. So I'm like, I don't want to stop recording because then I'll no longer have my friend Joey. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know. I just don't. There, I don't get anything out of this anymore, except for a connection with you. I don't know. Are you announcing now the end of catching up? I'm no. I'm announcing that I'm totally open to that. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I think, I think people a- would be. It's so funny. I think people would be really sad. I just actually, I just got an email today uh, from somebody who said how, how he found catching up through RuPaul's Drag Race recap and all my other yeah. shows, and that he's you know been binging it and that he loves it so much. Do you sure. think you need to take a break? I know we have like okay. Look, I know we have the longest record in podcasting. Yeah. For never missing a week, but do you think you need to take like a, a month off or something? Do you do you think you want to? Maybe this will be the last episode until you can get your Sundays back. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's a good idea. And listen, the reason is like, I don't know. There's something about this show that like really helps me kind of point out. It almost like italicizes like 
I don't know if depression is the right word, but I kind of go through these phases where like life is like really not interesting right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that like the life is not interesting, but it's like my mm-hmm. mind is not in a place where I'm like focusing on the interesting. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. I'm kind of like really focused on boring. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. But it's just like coming and doing this every week where it's like, all right, Mike, what's interesting this week? And I'm like, mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing I want to talk about this week that's interesting. I don't know. Just okay. each week, I'm like, okay, let's call up and go through this chore again and like pretend like stuff's fun and interesting. And yeah, 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 yeah. But do you think – now, hear me out here. Hear me out. Yeah. Do you think perhaps – because I've, I've, we've talked about this before off the air. Do you think perhaps that you've you've – put like a an artificial construct onto this show and that the show can evolve where it could be a um and i think we tried this for a while you just do new stories because like for instance i have an abundance of stories this week i have too many stories right yeah uh and you just do new stories and i tell my personal stories or where it's more like i just (laughs) as most phone calls usually are in my real life me just telling my own personal stories and not listening to the other stories of other people like it can evolve you don't i mean i don't I don't think anyone feels you need to bring stories the show can evolve to what you want it to be yeah but you're wrong because i just told you that i do feel like i need to bring stories yeah but what i'm saying so it's, i but, am someone and i know no, i feel I, like i need to bring stories and i don't have them you know? yeah but what i'm saying is maybe you could apart from that do you enjoy doing the in other words if you took the pressure of having to bring stories like, if you have a story, you have a story. But if you don't, it, it, does that uh, ameliorate the situation? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I didn't come into this thinking like, okay, last episode. Yeah. Like, let's let's talk this out and figure it out. And, and like, I don't hate it, but I don't love it anymore either, you know? But I'm wondering if that's more... As, and I'm not, I could be wrong. I think we need to get... Uh, Taylor the Latte Boy, a resident show therapist <laughs> on the air. Unfortunately, Taylor has a weird job where he literally gets no holidays off. Do you know this? Sure. No, I didn't. Yeah, like he literally gets two holidays a year. Hmm. Thanksgiving Day? So he has to go in the next day. Yeah. And Christmas Day. So he hmm. worked at the 24th and the 26th. Those are the only two holidays. Any other holiday? No. He comes into the office. Interesting. So I mean, we don't right get. Now. I don't get tons of holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, Monday Monday holidays are easy because the theater is always dark on Mondays anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Christmas Day, we'll, we won't have a show. Mm-hmm. But Christmas Eve, we will, and the day after, and we will. But maybe maybe you take a sabbatical, and here's what I mean. So everyone listening, the show continues. Now I can't speak for this person. I don't know, right? But yeah. what if? You know, in your place, Lori sits in for you for a while, and then when your schedule goes back, I would hate the people to not have the show for, you know, yeah, for an indeterminate amount of time. So Lori comes back until you get back to your normal Sunday schedule. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to the, whatever you want to do is what you want to do. I'm not, or I have a series of road because I don't think people can take Lori for that long. So like, <laughs> you know, Taylor steps in and Lori and. You know, uh, other people. I don't. I, I know. I know no other people. That's one of the stories this week. Guys, uh, Vivian no Lee, local. Vivian Lee, to, you know, podcasting legend Vivian Lee. Yeah. Uh, I'd be down. I'd Joey Bruhecker. I and it's weird. I really enjoy like all your content. I've been enjoying all of that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I feel like maybe 
and this has happened in a lot of areas of my life like I don't know I just feel like I'm better at listening to podcasts than mm-hmm. making them now so mm-hmm. many people are better at this than me do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to shit on myself I'm not sh- fishing for compliments or anything like that mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like dealing with reality right now and mm-hmm. I don't know this was a fun hobby that's like almost becoming more of a chore and that's not what why we started this you know mm-hmm. no I understand like look you and I've always said we've, we've usually made that statement in terms of like <laughs> if we want to miss a week or something like that but like which we've never done we always ultimately decide to do it because we never miss a week but um <laughs> but in saying that i do say we've both said you know this is a hobby when it becomes yeah. well not a hobby for me anymore but right, um, right, right, right. but for you it's a hobby so well, this show is still hobby for you i feel like yeah, this, this show is this show is not making or breaking Afterthought Media's lineup. <laughs> well, it's not an Afterthought show. If you quit, I'll just absorb it into the Afterthought uh, conglomerate. Right. Yeah. Or what if you know Mike Lawson? Hear me out. How about this? How about this? Maybe we're ultimately like, not gonna fucking contact that guy in England and change the goddamn theme song. But um, what if we did a series of road and you're just one of the rotating co-hosts? I'd be down with that. Yeah, let's think it out. Let's how about this? I'm I'm going to take a month off. And you know, it actually coincides really well with kind of some of the other stuff that's going to be happening in my life. So mm-hmm. let let me let's you figure out what you're going to do. I'll figure out what I'm going to do. I'm taking a month off. If you're going to keep doing a month a weekly show cool. And if not cool mm-hmm. too. Like we'll figure it all out off air, but that's where we're at. Yeah? Yeah. Well, here you go everybody. You just heard the beginning of the final episode <laughs> of Catching Up. You know what? It's so funny because I remember a few years ago, a couple years ago, actually, almost, about a year and a half ago, I premiered the second version of our theme song, and uh, he's in the chat room right now. John Marti heard it, and he thought it was the end of the show, so he stopped listening. He was afraid, but now here it is. He misunderstood it, but now it's real. Boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in L.A. There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say. Well, dead. Uh, what's up with you? How are you? What's going on? <laughs> well, actually, it's been a very dramatic week. What a way to cap off uh, a oh, very boy. dramatic week. So, um... Last do, oh so do you have no stories this week? I mean I so last week when you and I were talking, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna write down every night yeah, stories, yeah. Uh-huh. which I did. But like, I don't know who cares about the the status of the birds on my bird feeder or mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have much. No, but don't you think that's a storytelling problem and not necessarily a story yeah. problem? I think that, but I, I already, I articulated that in the yeah. beginning. You may not remember because it wasn't about you, but what I was saying was. Yeah, I was, was thinking about like what to do later today. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I was saying was it's not that like stuff isn't happening. It's mm-hmm. that like what I'm focused on is kind of the mundane and mm-hmm. that's where my mind's at. And that's where I, I'm happy to be right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really like finding interesting things out of the the mundane the way that, I don't know maybe you're better at and you know it's a skill you're really good at and i think that i've been able to do but i'm just not feeling it right now you know look look yeah i've been there i've definitely been there (coughs) and i will say look here's the deal i'll say this 
And I think people who know me really well... Oh, wait, hold on. i got to do this correctly if I'm going to do this. I think people who know me will, um, will know what I'm talking about is before I turned this into a career and a job... Uh, in the months leading up to my the, the Great Depression of 2018, I was feeling the same way about podcasting. Yeah, you know, because because it, it, it felt like it felt like I was working, but I was getting no reward. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it was a chore. I didn't like it. It wasn't until after I said, "Wait a minute, no, this is my career," and I know that's not your option. Now you don't not an option. You don't. It's not your desire. Yeah. It's not until I had the courage to say, no, this is what I want to do for a career that I started to actually enjoy it. Like, I didn't, I used to get like this incredible fatigue at the end of a drag race season, and I didn't have that this year because I was like, no, this is my job. But I was mad. I was like, ugh, I got to think up content for the summer. RuPaul not creating content for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I understand what you're talking about. So, I, I think, you know, sometimes we just need, I will say, I hate to admit this. Audience, Mike and I have been lying to you. Okay, Mike, just, no, Mike, 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 don't don't get in here. Okay. We haven't actually been here every single week, nonstop. We know we we've actually missed some weeks, right? And I know that's a hard uh, shock for you to take, but um, anyway, the bring the reason I bring that up is I did think about the other day, especially ever since it's been my job. <laughs> That we haven't really missed that many weeks in the past year since I decided to make this a job. We used to take, I think, a lot bigger stretches of time off and do fewer episodes a year. And I think ever since it's been my job, I'm like, well, I've got to go to work. So sure. um, maybe you just need that month off. We've had no vacation. I think I feel yeah. like we took like a month off every summer or something like that. Yeah, we used to. We, I don't know. We would kind of just do it when we felt like we needed it, though. It wasn't like very scheduled yeah 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 oh like we took a month off when i was depressed yeah maybe you know maybe that'll recharge me enough but like let's take let's take a month and then regroup and figure out like during that month we can i hopefully we can talk Mm -hmm. (laughs) and even though we won't be recording it and then uh we can figure it out yeah okay all right so what's going on with you? What's up with Joe? Well, this is going to be quite shocking, but it actually speaks to what you're talking about because I did. It's just an important moment of my life in the past week, and I didn't call you because, I was like, ugh, I can't ruin content for the show. So last Monday, at a normal Monday, went you know I, don't, I can't remember what I did during the day. Couldn't tell you, right? Yeah. But uh, around 11 p.m. I was doing my, you know, usual ablutions before going to bed. I was brushing my teeth, doing all that jazz. And I have this thing, too, where I just have this fear of waking up in the middle of the night of pe- and peeing and ruining my sleep, you know, <laughs> that I always like make sure. Like peeing the bed? Huh? Like peeing the bed is your no, fear? No, 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 no. I'm going to wake up. And even though I do, it's so funny. I used to think there was something wrong with me because I, I do wake up at least. No, no, not at least. Once I wake up once and go pee usually, right? Mm-hmm. But it's rare that it's more than once. Okay? okay, and I thought that was weird. And then I found out from a lot of people that a lot of people go up multiple times to pee during the night. Okay, sure. Um, and I was like, oh, really? I thought that was weird that I got up once. Anyway, but I do pee before I go to bed and make a, ch- a job, right? Yeah. And and I think I've talked I've talked about this with Lori on one of my multiple shows with her. But I'm actually a big fan. You know, once you get to a certain age where you don't give a fuck, especially in moments when people don't want you, 
I was like, I just like sit down and pee a lot of times. I was like, who, what am I trying to prove? It's better this way, right? So I uh, was peeing and I felt like burning. Like really bad burning. Oh, by the way, by the way, Bobo, thank you, thank you, Mike Lawson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hold on for a second. Breaking news, trigger alert. We're gonna talk about some very gross things are coming. If you don't want to hear gross, gross, gross things, check out for the I think it's only gonna be gross for like a minute. It's only gonna be gross for like a minute under and less. So check out for like a minute, and then it'll be just uh, here's the headline before you check out. Uh, I saw some very bad things, and I had to go to the hospital. Okay. Oh, All Joe. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come Was back it and, blood? Yeah. Wait, Mike Lawson, don't gross people out. Oh. Okay. So. By I the feel- way, syphilis does not burn when it pees. When you pee. Oh, thank you. At least in the beginning, if you get it treated right away. Yeah. I've been told. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, it burns. So I look in the toilet, right, and there's like the thinnest stream of blood. Okay, in the water. And you just peed. You didn't. I just peed. Yeah, okay. I just peed. I look. I felt it burns. I looked, and it was like the thinnest stream. So of course, you know, Joe Batanz had the most normal calm reaction. To this ever. You went no. to an undertaker and bought a casket. Yeah, seriously, I freaked <laughs> the fuck out. So I, my parents are getting you know they're they're not in bed but they're well they're in bed but they're not asleep. And I wake them up and you know their usual thing is like oh god he's crazy and overreacting. Yeah. And they go to the toilet and because um it had it, been sitting there it had been sitting there it just dissipated it was so thin yeah. right so my mom's like ugh. And so they're like, do you need to go to the emergency room? I'm like, yes, I'm freaking out. And you could tell in their head it was because I have a panic attack and a mental disorder, right? So that yeah. you could tell there was this frustration. <laughs> but then I had this desire to pee again, like maybe five minutes later. And when I peed, Mike Lawson, it burned again. And this time the toilet bowl was just full of oh, blood. Shit. Like okay. like blood. Like it's like not a toilet. chunky blood, though. No, not chunky blood. Not chunky blood. Um <sighs> Uh, just blood. Okay, it's official. I'm quitting this show, though. By the way, <laughs> fuck this shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I now I'm just like, which is funny because then Betty just goes into um, uh, like you just have a urinary tract infection because women get that all the time, right? You know, men do. I I would freak out too. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Every every man I know is like, oh, <gasps> right, right, okay. And eh. someone in the chat room pointed out, like, mm-hmm. blood coming out of a woman's pussy is much different than blood coming out of a dick, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so we go to the emergency room, uh, Orange County, Kaiser. Luckily, okay, it was very what, empty. What city? Anaheim. Okay. Okay. And uh, it was very, very uh, empty. So I got in right away. And when I checked in, they had me pee in a little cup, and of course it was bloody, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I see this. So they, you know, when you go to emergency room, there's a doctor who sees you first, just so you get seen by a doctor, so he can determine how important your your trauma is. And right. then uh, and it was this hot Middle Eastern guy, and he looked at the bottle, and he goes, "Oh," he's like very kind of laughy about it. And there was a nurse, and not in a rude way, just like like not seemed kind of not that concerned. Yeah. And the nurse was like, "Yeah." 
That's kind of calming, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it like, is very calming. People who see all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit are not freaking out, so yeah. I could calm a little. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, take this and we'll, we'll be right back. And the nurse came in and she said, um, like maybe like 10 minutes later, and she said, uh, I need to take some blood. And I was like, she was really cool, by the way. I love her. And mm-hmm. I go, oh, and what's going on with the urine test? She goes, oh, we already got it back. Well, she goes, we've got, I guess there's two parts. They do like a, a manual part, and then they send the, it to the lab, right? Mm-hmm. And I think both had come back by that point. And she goes, yeah, you have, you have a urinary tract infection. So oh, she goes, okay. well, yeah. And she explained to me. She goes, we look for high white blood cell count, because that means your body's trying to fight infection. We look for, I think it was in the urine... A high red blood cell count because you have blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they also look for um, pus, right? Okay. And they found all three. And um, she was, yeah, you have a urinary tract infection. And so the, I, I just had to sit there and wait for the blood work to come back. And the doctor came in and said, yep, urinary tract infection. Here's some antibiotics. And, See a bitch. Yep. Be on your way. Okay. Um, so uh, it's funny because. Um, what time did you leave the ER then? It's so funny. That, that's why I've told people. Like, we got there around eleven thirty. I think I knew I had a urinary tract infection by twelve fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blood, and then they took the blood. And was gonna, that was gonna, she told me that's going to take an hour for the blood work to come back. So it did. It took about an hour. I think around one ish, a little after one, the doctor came and said it's a urinary tract infection, and then it literally was because I was, you know, not that important. Um, I'm going to say 45 minutes of just sitting there waiting for them to just give me the paperwork to go. Who went with you to the ER? Oh, both parents. <gasps> both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my mom and dad were pretty calm. I think my mom told my dad, you know, I think it's a urinary tract infection. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it, it's unusual in people under 50. But um, it's not, here's the thing, is when I looked it up online, they're like rare in men. Okay. How do you get it from slamming your dick into butts with no weenie with no condoms? Well, on? there's a couple of ways, but hey, well, hold on for a second. So it says on if you go online, it says rare in men. Okay. Mike Lawson, I've been telling the story all week, or my mom telling people this story or whatever, right? I've heard I I Evil John has had it. I know two uncles that have had it, uh different other like I've heard about five or six men who've had this. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh so this is not unusual. So, but I, I guess so. Uh, people I know have had it, right? So anyway, um, okay. The, so what I've read is it can be E. coli that okay. somehow like it doesn't necessarily land in the stomach; it can land in the bladder. Okay, I, I should actually check to see if it came back what the bacteria was. I never actually checked because that one takes a longer time. The um, find out actually what bacteria you had. The other thing it could be is. Um, and I think this is it, actually, and it's made me afraid of things, is it could be, even though it's unusual, it could be going into a spa okay. where, um, th- you know, and oh, by the way, it's more common in uncircumcised men, which, by the way, I'm uncircumcised. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there no breaking news for that? <laughs> That's gross? No, breaking news, Joe's uncircumcised. Oh, is that is that weird? I don't. Uh, did everyone know that? Is that news? I think I've talked about it before. Okay. Oh, they, they don't have. They don't have. They don't have the microscopic exam part yet. Yet. Anyway, um, 
So, uh, and it can happen from being in a spot. And if you don't, if you, I don't know if I've talked about this, up until even including the night of, I was going in the hot. Hold tub. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, <laughs> I've been going in the hot tub every single night this summer. So, and there was even one time that I oh, talked about. You got it from your own hot tub. Yeah, I think I did, maybe. That's my theory. Is either E. coli in some way, or I think that. But you know, there were some. I was going, like, literally, every, this summer, I was going in the hot tub every single day. Okay? Do you pee in there? No. Huh. So, uh, I think it was that, to be honest with you. That's my theory. Um, and, because um, again, like I said, it's not unusual but uh i mean it's unusual but i think there's a high probability of that so and there was also one day i I might even be able to pinpoint the day there was one day where no one was home and i was in the hot tub and uh i was like i I told i told the story on a podcast with taylor i took all my clothes off and was in the hot tub nude mostly just to to freak taylor out but it, it could have been that day you know but you don't think the clothes were stopping you from getting a an urinary tract infection, do you? I don't know. The clothes are, aren't stopping the like the whatever in the water was doing this. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I will say this: I took the so. What's funny? So I took the so the doctor gave me a prescription for antibiotics. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I, I can't even think of a time where I've taken antibiotics in memory. And uh, so the doctor goes, here, gives you a prescription for antibiotics. And she goes, okay, go get the prescription after this. I'm like, it's already like two in the morning, you know? So I go, is this thing I can get in the morning? She goes, no, you need to get it now, oh. right? And I was like, oh, okay. So I went to the pharmacy and did all this drama with the – that was a whole dramatic story. It's not worth telling. It just took forever. Is and the Kaiser Pharmacy open that late? They have, well, in the emergency room, they have a 24-hour one. Oh, but, nice. of course, because the, their systems were down, she had to do everything by hand. So it literally took another hour, right, mm. to get mm-hmm. – there's only one person ahead of me. So sure. um, anyway, I took it immediately. And by noon the next day, everything was cleared up. And by uh, the afternoon, like late in the evening, all the burning was gone. So I've been taking. I have to finish these, this antibiotic uh, set, and then I'm done. Now it's weird to me that women go through this all the time. This is very common yeah. in women, but uh, it's scary now, for men. I I hate to interrupt because Haley's mom keeps yelling at me that I'm interrupting too much for some reason, and yeah. it's kind of annoying. But the I women tend to like go. I only know this kind of anecdotally, but they drink like cranberry juice or is that a thing or is that like old wives tale you know? so it's so funny that you say that you know i was reading a lot about utis before and after and according to what i read it's kind of a myth but what cranberry the, I, I, juice I, well from what it, i feel like it's mixed i feel people think it's like it doesn't hurt it might help they don't know right mm-hmm. but what they are opposed to is there are some women who won't get treated because they just drink cranberry juice. So they'll get cranberry juice in lieu of treatment. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's no good. Yeah, no, not good. Huh. So um, that's that's not no, – no es bueno. Anyway, how was your week, Mike Lawson? I'm fine. I'm kind of in a shit mood right now. I Our house is full. There, um, I, I, did I tell you that there were visitors from uh, – Ricardo's family from China was visiting. 
Did we talk? I about think you told us it was happening, but I don't know anything about it. I mean, they're all very nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're leaving today. Okay. So, like, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. I'm just fine. But mm-hmm. it's just a lot of people, and like, I can literally never be alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I walk to the kitchen, and there's six people in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's a that's a slow time in mm-hmm. the kitchen. That's when they're not eating dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just a lot. So that's ending today. Um, so I'm. I haven't done laundry in like three weeks, maybe two weeks. But does the I'm house just constantly that. smell like Chinese food now? No, no. I mean, some there are some food that foods that they eat, but like uh, that have like very strong scents that last for like a day. But for the most part, they they're you know no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, but so that's all dying down, and like things are going to go back to normal. I'm like I'm so ready to be done with this place though i need but i need to move before the end of this year i think there was a reason why that i remember you told us you said you've said this before a reason why i am not moving or why i need to why you need to move by the end of the year um well we've kind of had like a couple of talks about it mm-hmm. um it, it, it's just becoming very obviously that obvious that the <clears throat> This family's growing, and they're mm-hmm. going to need extra bedrooms. There's no way that those twins can continue to live in that small little bedroom. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. going to have to kick us out. I imagine the the mom's got to move in your room. Maybe the problem is the mom doesn't do stairs really well. Oh, she doesn't. No, so she'll probably stay downstairs. But like the kids will grow into these rooms. Uh, sure. Is Mario going to go with you? <sighs> I've kept that option open. I hope not. I really hope not. But we'll see. I mean, I, I've kept the option open because I don't want to. I mean, if I'm going to go find a roommate and it's going to be a stranger, why not, Mario? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm whispering, too, because I don't. I don't. I don't. Is Mario wanna... there? Yeah, it's a holiday. So he's not oh. working. He's But he's still asleep. It's only 930. He sleeps till like 12 or 1. Oh, he does? Yeah, he does that weird. Like, he wakes up early and goes to work, but when he sleeps in, he sleeps like, like all day. I can't like he'll do sleep that. all day, and he'll watch TV and like mm-hmm. just hang out in his same clothes all day. I can't. I can't. My sleep schedule is like if I get up for work at five in the morning, let's say, I'm gonna get up for work maybe at six on the weekends or something. And yeah. Then, like I just I can't. My sleep. My body just gets used to a schedule. Same. I wake yeah. up at 5.30 a.m. Sometimes I'll snooze until 6, mm-hmm. but I'm up at 6. I'm I'm up at 6. Also, one of my roommates, bless his heart, he likes to make coffee. Well, he drinks coffee. So mm-hmm. if he goes down and I haven't made a pot of coffee, he will make his own coffee for yeah. us mm-hmm. because he's a nice man. Mm-hmm. But he, he doesn't make coffee well. Oh, it's like really watery and gross. So mm-hmm. I like almost want to wake up first so I can make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, here's my exciting, interesting life, Joe. No, it is. Pe- look, Mike, people <laughs> love this show. I mean, that, 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 I don't know why you're trashing the show. Now, you know, uh, okay, so um, let me ask you this question. Are you going to stay in Oakland? Or are you going to try and move into the city? Or are you, what, what are you going to try yeah. and do there? 
I think so. That San Francisco is expensive, but Oakland isn't getting cheaper. Well, let me ask you this question. I mean, you do have a luxury in that you have a place. And I wish I would have thought of this idea a year or two ago. Do you make enough to qualify for rent control? No. Oh, you make too much. Oh. Yeah, I make too much. I, I, and it's also really competitive up here. Well, I know I it, think, but you have the time and the luxury, right? You know, I I think that um, I don't know that the Bay Area is certainly where I'm going to continue to be either. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Like if I'm gonna. If I'm going to make a big move, maybe make it a really big move. I think you've talked about the Pacific Northwest, haven't you? I have. I've, I mean, I've, if I, it's just complicated. Do you find a job? Do you first, or do you find a job that like where location doesn't matter? You know, that's one option is like maybe finding some sort of job where I could telecommute a bit and then. Mm -hmm kind of just sample out a bunch of places um, i think that you are just pretty much setting up your um ultimate uh conclusion of your life as the unabomber um but uh look listen <clears throat> unabomber we... had some very good ideas yeah there exactly. were some things i don't believe or mm -hmm. don't agree with but in that manifesto Mm -hmm. There were also some very decent <laughs> ideas. All right. Well, everyone, I'm here to announce Mike with Mike Lawson <laughs> yeah. moves to the Pacific Northwest. Mike Lawson's newest podcast. Here it the is. Three best friends who stay in touch across the miles to talk about such things like their life and the news. Sometimes give Did they change their theme song? What is it? A movie review. Well, with Christina, you just call it shouting from nowhere. Joe, I see. I'm going to see her. Well, you're, on, leaving, you're leaving the show. What are you going to yell at me? She's on yelling Wednesday, at you. Coming to see uh, matinee at the theater I work in. So I'm going to see her on Wednesday. Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> Maybe you should do one more episode. <laughs> I'm not seeing the show. I'm just oh, going to see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, who's that loud woman in the audience just yelling at the <laughs> yelling at the show? I think she, yeah, I don't know. By the They'll way, enjoy it. They got great seats, by the way. She told me she was coming, and I was like, oh, let me see if I can, like, get them better seats. And there's, like, nothing, like, there is no way to improve their seats. They're listen perfect. To, listen to this. I'm, I'm playing the episode. You know, I'm going to get the theme song. Yeah. This is the, the, the description. This is a spoiler cast. Do not listen if you haven't watched the movie. What movie? Doesn't say. <laughs> that's why i was like just just, just just don't watch if you don't want i'm like oh i guess all movies don't want Every to even watch all movies yeah um i haven't listened to their show in a while i i guess they started doing it again but i don't know for how long i've kind of been out of touch with kind of the pride 48 shows i've been listening to like news and current event stuff that's mm -hmm. like you know made by msnbc or mm -hmm. npr yeah and nothing kind of um homemade mm -hmm. 
Not even our show. I used to listen to us. Oh, really? Now I can't fucking stand us. I don't listen to Catching Up anymore. <laughs> I'm like Haley's mom. I fucking hate Mike Lawson on podcast. Oh, God. Haley's mom. Thank God this is Mike Lawson's last episode. You just created a new enemy. By the way, no one hates – Haley's mom is like the nicest person ever. Uh, she just kept telling me to shut up. <laughs> well, you're, 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 you're giving like, her her wish. You're leaving the show. Do, we're doing a show, and she's telling me to shut this, up. But Mike Lawson, this is why I don't look at the chat room. Yeah, I should maybe do that. Yeah. Um, what else is up with you? Anything going on in your oh, world? No, 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 no. What are you doing here? What? From oh, the mountains sorry. to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, nope. what do you got for us today? Joey, a New Zealand man mm-hmm. died of carbon monoxide poisoning at Burning Man. The oh, man was yeah, I saw burned. This. Yeah. So the man, mm-hmm. capital M, was burned Saturday night, this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess two days ago. Today's mm-hmm. Monday. And many burners are packing up and heading out of the desert. Uh, but for one Burning Man camp, Sunday night's temple burn will take on even more somber significance than usual. Mm-hmm. 33-year-old Shane Billingham, a member mm-hmm. of the Beats Boutique Camp, whatever the fuck that means, mm-hmm. was found dead in his van Thursday. Wait, Thursday evening? Yeah. I, I don't right. get this. He was found dead on Thursday evening. Toxicology reports suggest that he died of carbon monoxide poisoning with the presence of controlled substance being an exacerbating factor. Mm-hmm. Several friends have gone to visit him at the camp around 6.30 on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and then they found him unresponsive. Basically, he had drugs or alcohol in him and then probably passed out into a van that was receiving carbon monoxide. He didn't know, mm-hmm. and he died. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Burning Man? I kind of thought this was related to the actual burning of the man. No, no, no. Uh, but now I'm realizing it wasn't, and it's not that exciting. Would you ever do Burning Man, Joey? No, 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 no. Under God, any no. circumstances? No, no. Well, look, under any if, – if you know what? <sighs> if there was a way that you could be me there – because, you know, Chris and Mercedes is on the board of directors of Burning Man – and Chris and Mercedes go every year, and they have a yeah. camp that they started, right? A pretty okay. popular one. So I, if I went, it would be, like, in the best possible conditions, and I still am like, no. Because, first of all, I know from them, one, it takes forever to get there. It's a very, very remote place, okay? Okay. One. Two, it's hot and dusty. Yeah, and salty. Yeah, it sounds awful. Like people get burns from the like sand dust and salt. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I would never do it. It sounds horrible. And just around a bunch of people, just yeah, no, 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 no. And and by the way, I you know, between me and you, I've met these Burning Man friends, and they're all a little off. They're nice. Yeah, and they're smart. They're Burning Man friends, but they're all there's something a little off about them. And I think and 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 I don't want to speak for them, but. I don't know if they would agree with me or not, wink. But it just seems like a lot of douchey people have started to take over because, yeah. you know, like a lot of these like tech bros have started to go there. I almost feel like I can under if someone told me like, oh, I did Burning Man once, mm-hmm. that's different than someone that's, oh, I'm a burner. I go to Burning Man, right? And I feel like if someone told me that they are a burner, let, let's say I'm on like Tinder talking to someone 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a deal breaker even. Mm-hmm. I go to Burning Man every year. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not interested. Yeah. It's like someone who owns a gun, probably not interested. Like it just says something about your personality that I don't want to unpack mm-hmm. because the amount of time it takes to unpack by that time I'm invested and all that. So it's just easier to kind of be like, mm, probably won't work. It depends on me because uh, with me because again being friends with Chris and Mercedes, yeah. they're now post. I mean, they've been doing it for like twenty years, right? Right. So they, it doesn't even come up. It just, you just know they're going to be gone. They never talk about it unless you meet their Burning Man friends. Uh, I think I told the story in the show. Mercedes had a Burning Man party by accident. It's a whole other story. Go back to one of the episodes in the past, and I snuck out because I was so miserable. Right? Yeah. And yeah. um, but. Uh, uh, it's one of these things where they don't. It's not, but but the person who uh, but I've met these people too, where they've just l- discovered Burning Man in the past few years, and they've gone every year for three or four years in a row, and that's yeah. all they can talk about is Burning Man. I'm just yeah. like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I can't. The board president of the nonprofit I used to work at mm-hmm. went to Burning Man. I don't know four or five times, mm-hmm. and when her and I started talking about it, she had taken a couple years off, but was like, I'd like to go back. Um, she was like a very top button kind of woman. She was a lawyer for a large pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. and just was – she wasn't conservative. She actually was very liberal, but like everything about her was conservative other than kind of like her politics, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And um, like I don't think I've ever heard her curse. Just like very put together and – she loves Burning Man, and my she tried talking me into going, and my big concern was, um, like, insulin. How do I kind of keep my drugs, kind of those kind of drugs, you know, like, in a cool space? And I don't know. Well, I don't want to, like— take motorhomes, and they, they're plugged in, they're plugged in and stuff like that. I just don't want to have to, like, rely—like, that just seems too risky. Mm-hmm. And, like, relying on a, somebody else's motorhome or— there's some sort of refrigeration stuff that she, cause she had diabetes, she has diabetes as well. Mm-hmm. So she's like, if you come with me, like the two of us can kind of have each other's back. And I don't know. It's just really scary to me and not relaxing the way that it's supposed. Oh, that's to the thing be. too. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing, dude, the party go all night. So you're trying to sleep and it's just like the all night. And you're like, Oh God. Yeah, the, I work with a woman who is very Burning Man, mm-hmm. um, and she, I don't know, just the way she kind of talks about the coolest parts of it mm-hmm. sound like my personal form of hell, so I don't know, well, I I'm think, just not interested. You know, I know someone who goes to Burning Man who I think is kind of a stuffy person, yeah. and I think for him, it's one of these, t- It's okay, I only, in, everyone should know in California, especially Southern California, it's kind of rare to meet kids who go away to summer camp. It's not really a West Coast kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But Jews do it. It's very important in Jewish culture. So yeah. when I would, when I had a, when, remember when most of my clients were all the, from that Jewish high school? Yeah. Every summer they all went to, to summer camp, right? And one of the things you would learn is that kids develop other personalities at the summer camp. So you might be the biggest nerd at your school. Right. But when you go to summer camp, you're the coolest guy. You have like a different personality. It was a yeah. chance to to form a different person who you were. Huh. And so, and they had summer camp friends and yada yada yada. Okay. And um, it's 
I think I feel like Burning Man is like that for some of people. It's their summer yeah. camp where they get to go and be a completely different human being because this guy is so stuffy. But I think he went there. He took uh, mind altering drugs that allowed right. him to all his inhibitions to go away. So for him, it's very cathartic because he gets to be a person that he doesn't get to be, you know, the other 50 weeks of the year. Right. You know, so what's weird is I didn't think of this, but. I, growing up in Southern California, did not go to summer camp because mm-hmm. it wasn't really n- – nobody did. Yeah. Nobody that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and – but what I did do is I spent my entire summers at Knott's Berry Farm, yeah. ironically near Camp Snoopy, right? Mm-hmm. But, th- I mean, that's just a funny side note. But I would spend time at Knott's Berry Farm where I developed like a whole new circle of friends. Yeah. And I had a whole new personality. Like I was mm-hmm. not the same kid I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where, you know, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand it. I even understand the the idea of kind of like going to Burning Man and disconnecting for a week. Mm-hmm. And these like that the lawyer friend I'm talking about who she had a very high stress job. And even when she would like, I mean, there were vacations she would take to like Germany to see her her family. And when mm-hmm. she was in Germany. Mm-hmm. All she would do is just have to tell people about the new time zone she was in because she would mm-hmm. continue to work and like mm-hmm. continue to be accessible. Yeah. But when she goes to Bur- Burning Man, she just turns it all off. Mm-hmm. I get it. I don't know. But it's not for me. All right. Go camping, right? Yeah. Go camping. Yeah. You know, exactly- well, if they had Burning Man in the woods, I might go. Because the, yeah, the had- woods burned down. <laughs> if they had Burning Man with like me and like two other friends. It, it's not the people. It's, it's the if they had quiet Burning Man, can't they just have quiet Burning Man in the woods and you have your own cabin? You know, cabins. Yeah, I mean, yes, you could start that. There might even be a thing. What's this thing on the Russian River they do with all the bears, the gay bears? Oh, I don't know about this. What are you talking about? On the Russian River, this this is not the exact same thing, but there's like a one weekend. I forget what it's called, but it's like all these. Bear, it's like a gay bear. I'm just waiting thing. for Fatty to hear the, the, the after the delay for Fatty to type the answer. Oh, wait a minute. Does Daniel Brewer go to this? I feel Daniel Brewer does some sort of gay camping thing, huh? Yeah, there, I mean, this is cabins. It's like, yeah, big, exactly. Uh, oh, big, it is in Guerneville. Big Fatty does know it's in yeah. Guerneville. I knew maybe, Big Fatty would know. Maybe there's not an actual name for it, but it's just kind of like a time where a bunch of gay guys kind of come together and then they like, it's not, it's just like a time where you know that the bars will be full of gay guys or mm-hmm. it kind of like gay days at Disneyland yeah. in the beginning. It was like almost unofficial. It yeah. just kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was featured in one of the seasons of HBO's looking as Barney in the UK pointed out. All right. Very good. Um, so that's my new story. A dude died of carbon monoxide poisoning at Burning Man. And we would never go. God rest, or God rest his soul. Rest in peace. Yeah. Whatever you say. R.I.P. Uh, Mike Lawson, Trump attacks actress Deborah Messing after she calls for outing <sighs> Hollywood celebs who attend fundraiser. President Trump tore into actress Deborah Messing in a Sunday tweet after the Will and Grace star called for outing those who show up for the president's big money fundraiser later this month in Beverly Hills. Messing and her NBC co-star Eric McCormick said they would shame the Trump supporters in Hollywood who attend the fundraiser where tickets could go for as much as one. Hundred thousand uh, dollars. 
a couple. Mike Lawson, what are your thoughts on outing the celebs? What are, you, what are your thoughts there on this I, whole drama? I am not the first person to point this out, but there was a cat. There's a category five hurricane, right? Yeah. There was a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Sure. And our president is like tweeting about how mad he is at Deborah Messing. He talks about like the the uh, the Apprentice and their ratings, and it's just it's gross. And this is where we are. And I don't know. It's not like I blame Deborah Messing for this. She's doing what she's doing, but he's mm-hmm. the fucking president. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just done with this. And I think even I don't know. I'm I'm just done with it. What are, what do you think? I don't know. I'm torn. Um, are you saying that you kind of agree with the president? That- no, 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 no. She's no. He's an idiot. I'm thinking about just more strategically for the Dems. Like, is that necessarily the best move to make? To just be like outing people and just looking like so petty and, sure. and shamey. I think it's a bit of a leap to go from Deborah Messing did this to saying this is what the Dem strategy is. You're right. You're right. I I mean, she she did this Mm -hmm. and she's making a thing like there's like a a phone number involved. Have you seen this? No. She has some sort of like text me to join this or something like Mm -hmm. there's there's more going. She's taking this somewhere. But at the end of the day, she's Deborah Messing like Mm -hmm. she's, you know. Will and Grace, that's her job, and he's mm-hmm. the president, and that's his job. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's doing their job well? Yeah. And who's not? And I mm-hmm. would say that she's doing her job just fine. Well, no, no, that. no. I, I'm ignoring him. He's an idiot, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm just talking about just in terms of that. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm wondering, like, too, I like, I mean, it, it, I mean, what's it going to do if if they? I mean, I feel like people who are going to go to a Trump fundraiser in Beverly Hills may probably make it pretty known. I, I don't feel like a lot of people who are ashamed of being Trump supporters if they're Trump supporters. Do you? Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Or they know. do it like they're, or they're not going to go to a, a a big even if they do it privately and don't let people know. Are they going to then go to a big Hollywood soiree and they don't want people to know and then take a picture with Donald Trump? Right. Yeah, I don't know, but do you think maybe that they are happy to give him his money and will just silently go to this thing and give the money with no photo and fanfare? And that's kind of what she's trying to point out is like, hey, these here's a list of names of people who are doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like when it comes to like a, a Chick-fil-A type argument, like maybe me buying a sandwich from them is not directly going to that, but mm-hmm. it – I. I feel like maybe I could just sort of do my best to sort of not support and give the money that I work hard for to people who are sort of like actively working against um, certain things that I find very important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Is there? Oh, yeah, I, I, I do vote with my pocketbook, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just posing the question, Mike Lawson, posing yeah. the question what's going on with you mike lawson the rest of your life for the last time ever uh, um that's it i'm trying to think this week i um i have two new employees starting on my team mm-hmm. and one of them i've already uh swiped left on on tinder this oh, weekend yeah? oh really <laughs> yeah that happened mm-hmm. what's weird is my fucking so i I don't do Tinder often, but I don't know. I've just kind of been in a 
like not lonely is not the right word either. Mm-hmm. It's almost like bored. Mm-hmm. It's boredom. And so I installed Tinder. I've been looking. It my Tinder is like crossed wires with my LinkedIn. I found everybody who works with me basically mm-hmm. in the last like two weeks. Um but so this new guy's one of them. So they start this week. Mm-hmm. Um that'll be interesting and exciting. And that's kind of it, Joey. Uh drawing my zine, doing that kind of shit. And I was gonna tell you, do you remember friend of the show, um, David, who I dated when I was like eighteen, and we have a mutual friend, you and I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um so his life is weird, and I don't really understand what he does for a living. But Joey, he started a zine, oh, and God. I've been reading it, and it's actually really kind of good. Mm-hmm. But it's called Dead in Hollywood, and it's oh, wait—is that what it's called? I don't know. I was obsessed with this. And it's oh, Joey. It's each issue is oh, it is called Dead in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Each issue is just the story of somebody who died in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it's actually really well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want a copy, I could send you some. Oh wow! Uh, the Mar- the Menendez brothers was my favorite. Oh, he uses like real like newspaper it? clips and stuff. What the drawing or like pictures? Like what does he no, do? No, it's like news clippings <clears throat> plus mm-hmm. like his writing and stuff. Mm. It's it's pretty good, but also like crime scene photos and like shit that I don't know. It's just like weird and morbid, but something about it being a zine and like mm-hmm. kind of like thrown together in this weird sort of way makes it like good hmm. um so i'm checking those out and living the dream and not podcasting what are you up to are we doing this week or where are we? yeah next week or no my turn i have so many stories mike lawson i told you what's up <laughs> remember my car blew up oh yeah mm-hmm. and so I it, I it got to the point where i had to buy a car you know, Good. my parents were dropping me off at work and picking me up and stuff like that, right? Meanwhile, all my kids are driving away in their cars. So, um... <clears throat> that was the hardest part about tutoring is, like, I'd pull up in my shitty truck and then mm-hmm. they'd all pull up in their, like, really nice cars. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So, I, you know, I actually haven't bought a car in, I figured it out, 15 years. Because, okay. yeah, because I bought my Honda, which was in 2005. Okay, 14 years, right? Bought my Honda in 2005. That lasted me 10 years, you know? And then I bought the other car for my parents, you know? That was yeah. no haggle. Got to my parents. They were like, let me talk to the manager, you know? <laughs> and um, so I walked in. So I was not looking forward to it. So first I made some phone calls because my initial plan, I think I shared in the show, was to get um, a hybrid or do all that stuff, right? And I call this person because it's actually hard to find those Honda, like electric and hybrids and stuff like that. So I call this woman and she's like the lease agent. She's 22 and you can tell she's new to her job. She kept putting me in a hole to ask a question. Okay. But what, based on what she told me, maybe she even told me too much because I was like, well, I saw on your ad that they said this, this, and this, and this, right? And she was like, oh, yeah, but that's only for people with like tier one credit. Do you have tier one credit? And I go, no, she was like, what's that? And she goes, it's 800 and above. And as I mentioned on here, I had no credit. I've been working on it. And I was in the mid to high, mid-ish, like 750, 760, right? Yeah. So I was like, ugh. She goes like, yeah. And she was like, 
it looks like people but i don't think these people know what they're talking about i'll tell you why in a second it's going to come back here but she's like yeah i think you're gonna be paying like six or seven hundred dollars a month to lease that car and i was like what mm-hmm. and and then she whatever right so i hang up and it's like okay i better go car shopping so friday the first place i go to is a um, because it's a, a place that's like a you know one of those auto centers with a bunch of dealers. So we just drove into a Hyundai dealership, right? Yeah. And I actually they had some plug-in hybrids there that I really liked, and I got this uh, salesman. I can't remember what his name was. We'll say his name was Hank, even though that's what his name was. And I don't know what came over me, Mike Lawson. Cause I haven't bought a car in like fifteen years. I was just openly, like, I wouldn't say rude. Just assertive in a way that people should know that the personality on the podcast is a heightened version of myself. And I basically like, not Joe Batant's podcaster now, Joe Batant's uh, Catching Up podcast episode one. Yeah. Right? You called him a cunt. Yeah. I'm like, listen, cunt, this is what I'm going to pay for this car. (laughs) I don't know what came over me. So I walk up to him. I go, I really like this car. And I go, I go, uh... How much is this car to lease? You know, because they only lease these cars. The one I was looking at. He goes, "Oh, you're looking at like six or seven hundred a month." And I go, "What's funny?" I go, "I said on your on your ad on your uh, phone." No, no, I didn't say that at first. I so I said, "Okay, so let me ask you this question." I said, "What would I need to do?" You tell me. And this was a genuine question. I wasn't leading him anywhere because I wanted to know. Uh, I go, "What would I need to do to get that three hundred dollar a month?" you know, $1,500 down deal. He goes, you could never get that deal. It's impossible. No one would ever get that deal. That You can't do that. And I go, you have it on your website. He goes, yeah. no, we don't. I go, yes, I do. Yes, you do. I saw it. And he goes, show me. So I pull it up and I show him. And it's so funny how sleazy car salesmen are. He, he looks at the phone for the longest time, looks at the terms and conditions. He's like, so you're telling me if I can get you this deal, you walk out with this today? He just, he just told me five seconds ago that the deal didn't exist. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, mm, well, let me look around. We t- I test drove it. I liked it. It was very nice, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So then, but my parents had been, while I was test driving it, looking around the, the, the dealership. Cause, oh, FYI, I wanted to put around 1500 2000 down, and I wanted to pay like a little over 200 a month. Right? Okay. Which I know is a, is a big stretch, but that's what I want to do. Because that's basically for my brother's Honda Clarity all-electric car, exactly what he did, you know? Now, my brother probably has tier one credit, but who cares, okay? Yeah. So we see, uh, actually, there's this weird unicorn in the parking lot. It's a really nice Honda CRV. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it had only one owner. It was like three years old, but it only had 8,000 miles on it, hmm. right? So um, they wanted fourteen thousand for it. Okay, so uh, I tell the guy, I said, "Oh, I want this car." He's like, "Okay, let's sit down, let's do some numbers." I go, "Listen, this is what I want to do. I don't want to deal with this. It's fourteen thousand. Then there's like all these taxes and licenses, right? I want it fourteen thousand out the door. Okay, I think it was like thirteen seven, and I was even saying fourteen thousand out the door. And he was yeah. like, "No, there's no way I could do that." I was like, "All right," I go. Uh, he's like, no, 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 hold on. I'm going to go do something, yada, 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 right? So then my dad was like, I haven't eaten. I'm diabetic. So while he was in the back talking to the manager, I just told the reception, I'm like, we're going to go eat. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then we went and ate. And then we, once I sat down and thought about it, I was like, 
yeah, fuck this guy. I don't want that car now. Right? Okay. So uh, I left. Then I found a Honda dealer. Right? And they're all just so fucking scuzzy. I just gotta hate this. So then they had a used Nissan Sentra. It had like, I think it was like two or three years old, had like uh, 30,000 miles on it, and they wanted 12.5 for it, right? And then mm-hmm. I was I was like, I saw it. It looked basic. It looked fine, right? And I go, um, I sit down with the guy, and he's like, all right, so here's what we need here at this. By the way, he's never taken a lick of information from me, so it's not like he's basing this on my credit, okay? He goes, uh, we need a, a 33% deposit down, so we're going to need $4,000 down. $4,000 down on a $12,000 used car, right? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, I don't want to do that. And then he goes, well, blah, 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 blah. He, put, he writes all these numbers down, and I go, can I have this paper? He goes, no. Tell me if you think this is weird. And he goes, no, you can't have it. This is our, our paperwork here. I go, oh, can I take a photo of it with my phone? And he got okay. really weird, and he's like, no, I can't let you take a photograph of our internal documents. But, Mike, it was literally just, like, the price, how much I would put down, and how much I would finance. Yeah, he's shady. He just doesn't want you to call him out on those numbers ever again. Like, if you have them, then he's kind of, like, committed to them, uh-huh. you know? And they they play a game where they don't commit to shit until you sign something. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So, if I remembered that a couple of years ago, one of my aunts bought a car through Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Yeah. Okay? My mom has bought one through a truck through oh how did she like it i mean it lasted fine and it was fine yeah same thing with my aunt she was crashing it but super happy with it right and at enterprise i went on the website because it's just there's no haggling like this is the fucking price of the car right Right. yeah and you could put in a little calculator like put how much you want to spend per month how much you want to put down what's your credit yada yada and they tell you this is your payment boom done show up it's done that's pretty much what i did i went to a a Mm -hmm. enterprise car dealership by my parents house uh, I because here's my plan, and we have financial. We have show financial expert Jordan Darling in the chat room. He can chime in here. Is uh, my plan is to just have the car for a year. Mm-hmm. That'll give me a year of paying. You know, this car payment credit goes up. Then I qualify for one of these sweet hybrids or you know whatever I want and get the sweet what? deal. Okay, and just sell the car and get that car. So I'll just have this. You know, I have a, but here's the deal. I got a 2018 Hyundai Elantra, okay, mm-hmm. for thirteen five. I put 2000 down. My car payment's a little over 200 a month. Um, I got everything I wanted. The next day that Hyundai salesman calls me, he goes like, Joseph, I found some much cheaper cars that you might be interested in. I don't know what kind of game he's playing. I'm going, oh, that's all right. I already bought a Hyundai from somebody else for the price I wanted. Later. Bye. Bye. So, yeah. So, what's funny is after this, that's a whole other story. Betty got involved. <laughs> and? Well, here's the problem at the Enterprise. There is there is one little downside. Okay. How do I put this? They sell a lot of cars. Okay. And so, the, I told the guy what I wanted. And so, he took up some keys that, to show me some of the cars. And then Betty saw this one car, and she goes, I like that car. What do you think of it? I go, actually, I do like that car. She was right, you know? Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. And so we te- I test – no, I didn't test drive it. I think I, te- I had test driven a car like it. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this one. This is the one I want, right? Right color, everything, right? He goes in. He goes, 
someone just bought this car. Oh. <laughs> While we were talking, someone bought it. So um, I bought – so Enterprise has this other weird deal, which I think is really good. Unlike any other car dealership, you have seven days to bring it back. Huh. Yeah. You have seven days to bring the car back. Uh, $200 like swap out fee or something like that, right? So he's finding he's, – so today's the first day he's back to work. He uh, is finding a car in the – it was a – Mike, it was a cherry red I'm not going to drive a cherry red car, right? Yeah. So I've been driving it for the weekend, but I just got to bring it back today and switch it out for the color that I want. What if they don't find the color you want? No, he has them. He already told me they're, they're all over the place. He has to get them from another dealership. And oh, he over. just has to get it there. Yeah, he has to get it there. So okay. I'm going to swap it out. So the car you're in isn't your car. I mean, well, it technically is my car, but yes, right, right, right. I'm swapping it out at some point. But I haven't okay. done anything. I haven't like done anything to it. I'm like, yeah, I'm swapping this car out. What's the point? Congratulations! Thank you for. And then Thank next you. year, I'll, next year I'll tell the catching up co-host about all my new things. I'm I I'm not that upset because I think you're going to come back. Oh, you I don't mean, th- you don't need your back. Lawson is the type of person that quits stuff and then just jumps right back into it. You're right. That's He's true. So that's so are run. you announcing you're quitting the show? I thought it was just a four week <laughs> break. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a month break. It is. We'll talk it out. But I'm just saying, like, my personality is totally the type to, yeah, like, say I'm done with something yeah. and then run back to it right away. Well, Brian, um, <laughs> what's Brian's last name? Gregory. Brian, Brian Gregory. Gregory yeah, it looks like we're in the same club now. Yep. Mm. Hey, you and Brian Gregory should do a show. Brian Gregory hates my guts. I don't think that's true. I think he certainly had the what's up with this Joe guy thing, which a lot of people had when they mm-hmm. first met you. Mm-hmm. When I first let me rephrase, when I first introduced <clears throat> them to when I first introduced you to the people who knew me through podcasting, because I had sort of created this like nice guy image. Mm-hmm. And then we went on and you were Joe the asshole in the beginning for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think he went through that. I don't think he hates you, though. He don't listen to this show, though. That's oh, he doesn't listen? Do you think he listens to this show? No, Brian, if, no, no, no. He doesn't listen to this show. Because- Brian Gregory, <clears throat> if you are listening, will you just send me a text and tell me you listen? No. I'm almost certain you don't. He though. does not listen. Here's the other thing. Too. Here's the problem. These Pride Friday people will then text Brian and tell him to, to text you. He, here's the other thing, too, is I think he's told – like he's like a huge RuPaul's Drag Race fan and a he good is. friend of Taylor the Latte Boy. He is. Doesn't listen to Drag Race Recap. Huh. I mean, I text him pretty regularly. We'll we'll go through like a mm-hmm. couple weeks where we yeah. just don't talk and mm-hmm. then we like we'll text. It's very superficial stuff. How mm-hmm. are you doing? What's yeah. new? How's the job? Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff. But yeah. text me if you're listening, Brian. He's not listening. Maybe you guys can do a new show together. Maybe we could play um is there like a game where you could play it like online? We could do a game night, guys, but it's like an online version. Mm-hmm. We just play things remotely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, what do you got going on this week, Mike Lawson? What do you, Zero, what do you, got, what do you got going on this month, Mike Lawson? Zero. I'm going to – so this month I will be um, finally finishing my dental work. That should probably be in the next week or two, mm-hmm. um, which is a big deal. And also, like, has just been, like, um, stressful. I've realized I have some sort of anxiety. I'm sh- If I Google it, I bet you I could find, like, a name about it. But, like, uh, forcing 
a doctor's office to call me back or like calling them out when they don't call me back or jumping through the bureaucratic hoops that are involved with like Mm -hmm. denied coverage and all that kind of bullshit gives me intense anxiety and is very difficult to kind of get through. So I'm almost through with this. uh, And then I have to start doing it at my endocrinologist's office. I can only do one at a time. So I'm almost done with that. Um, And then I feel like also financially I've been caught up in all this dental work. And now that that is, I found some relief there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hopefully be able to finally get the fuck out of this place. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where my energy is focused at this point. What about you? Driving around your new cherry red car? What else? Driving around my new cherry red car. uh, I have a dentist appointment on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of podcasting. <clears throat> I also have um, a psychiatry, not therapy. This is the guy who checks on my medicine appointment on oh. Friday. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. And then um, so far, I think that's pretty much it. My You know, now my job is just podcasting. Cool. So uh, a lot of that. Uh, not much. It's going to be a boring. I, maybe I'll quit the show next week. Maybe. Hey, let's call. Let's catch up soon, though. Even if we don't record it, and kind of figure out what we're gonna do to make the like get this, keep this going, or mm-hmm. how I don't know if I hand it off or. Well, I think there's a, an OCD whatever. part of me, or uh, 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 well, I don't, I don't know. If people get offended, but an obsessive part of me that's like, well, maybe Mike should at least go to like three hundred. Oh, episode three hundred. Where are yeah. we at now? Two seventy two today. Ugh. I figured it out. If we do every week, it'll be like around March. <sighs> All right. You don't have to. <laughs> Let's take a month and then decide. If we take a month, that gives us March, April, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, well, Joey, it was nice catching up with you for the last time. <laughs> Go to hell, Mike. <laughs> Bye. For listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 